0: and welcome to another episode of Serendipity Girl, Discovering Good and God. I'm your host, Colleen, and I'm on a quest to discover and celebrate things that are positive, true, excellent, and praiseworthy, which inspire me to gratitude. You know, one of my favorite seasons is finally upon us, and all summer, I would say when those Heat temperatures were coming up into the 80s and the 90s with lots of high humidity, as we are known for in this neck of the woods, as we like to say. I would say, I cannot wait until fall. And finally, it's October, and summer has given away, and one of my favorite seasons, fall, has finally arrived. You know, we have the crisp, cooler temperatures, the leaves are changing colors, and I can't wait to enjoy some hot apple cider and all things apple and the fun things you can bake or make with them. Lots of friends and neighbors are already heading up to the orchards to either pick their own apples or buy them in a place called Ella Jay, which is a favorite place for people to go. And then they come home and make various things my neighbor was like what am i going to make with all these apples and boy did she have a lot of apples so everything is apple in that house right now but she's a wonderful cook and a wonderful baker so i love things to do with fall and i can't wait to enjoy things like the special coffees that they have at the different coffee shops the lattes fragrant candles the smell of cinnamon and i know our daughter loves pumpkin lattes the first time the The temperatures dip below, like, 90. She will go and get, like, a pumpkin latte, even if it's still in the 80s, because that's a, you know, a cool way for them, I guess. I don't know. But it gets cold where she is. It definitely gets cold where she is. But um, she was enjoying her pumpkin latte recently, and it had just been 90 the day before. So I cannot wait. Have you ever thought about that phrase? It's got a four-letter word in it. Yes, it does. Wait. W-A-I-T. If you're like me, you don't like to wait on things. I'm really, really not good at it. (laughs) I'm not very good at it at all. And I don't know if it's because I'm an American. I don't want to throw Americans under the bus, but being one, I can say that we struggle enormously with the whole concept of waiting. I don't know why that is, but we love instant grits. At least I do. Microwaves, instant pots. I even did s'mores recently on vacation in the microwave. Now, because I didn't want to take the time to do the fire and all that, let's just put it in the microwave, zip, zip, here we go. Uh, It's not quite the same. It's still good, though, and it's fun to watch those marshmallows explode, (laughs) not explode, but just get really, really big. I, I digress. But anyway, I love fall, and I just could not wait for it to come, and so now it's finally arriving. But people don't like to wait. Have you noticed that? Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. And there's one person you simply cannot speed up no matter how hard you wish or try. And no, it's not your spouse or your child, although that might be someone that you have trouble with. Yes, they they can't be sped up when you want them to hurry. But God is just someone you cannot encourage to speed up. Maybe it's that whole he's perfect, he has perfect timing, he knows what's best, maybe that's the reason it could be, you think? As my friend likes to say, you think? (laughs) Yes, I think. And he knows that often we get impatient waiting on him to answer our prayers and for situations to change. So what are you supposed to do in those situations? Well, I'm so glad the Lord is so patient with us. And that he gives us answers in his word. Because have you ever found yourself in a situation where you were waiting on God and you just didn't know what to do? Maybe you even got a bit down about a situation that just refused to resolve or downright, I'm going to use the D word, depressed or anxious about it. Because you just so wanted things to change, yet it was outside your control. Or you had tried everything you could think of and you still couldn't get it to change. Well, God has an answer in his word. I had a situation like that where I was having to wait on God for something, and he gave me something through Psalm 37, verse 7, where it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. You know, that's hard to do. But God wants us to find our rest in Him as we stay right beside Him and don't try to run ahead or lag behind. And we can, through relying on the Holy Spirit to help us, wait and wait patiently, because patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And if you are in a faith-based relationship with Jesus, meaning you've put your trust in Him to save you from your sins, you're following Him, and He's given you a new heart and a new desire to follow Him, then the Holy Spirit will give you the fruit of his spirit, which is patience, along with other things like love and joy and peace and kindness, all those good things. So if we couldn't wait patiently on God with his help, why would he command it? Because he's not a cruel God. He's a good God. So what are you supposed to do constructively while you're waiting on God? Because it's not like you're waiting on a bus. Although if you're waiting on a bus, You could do some constructive things, and you probably would do some constructive things. I think these days, most people would just be heads down on their phone. (laughs) I know, I'm guilty of that myself. But before we had cell phones, I'm sure people were reading or talking to other people, and maybe they still are. I haven't waited for a bus for a while. But, you know, the Lord wants us to do certain things while we're waiting on Him. And He says further into that Psalm 37, verse 34, Wait on the Lord and keep His way. Well, keep His way is just a fancy way of saying, Obey God, do what He tells you to do. Well, how are you going to know what He wants you to do, especially in this situation? Well, through prayer and through looking in the Bible, because He gives us a lot of the answers that we need in the Bible. And if it's something that is not directly referenced in the Bible, then He wants us to trust Him, rest in Him, pray about it. Often He will send someone to give us godly counsel. He talks about godly counsel, and he just will sometimes tell us directly what he wants us to do. So wait on the Lord and keep his way. Now, what else can you do besides waiting on God and keeping his way? Well, that gets into set. Set your mind on what the Spirit desires for you to do. I had a chaplain's wife when my husband was in seminary that gave me some great advice about a trial that I had had for seven years, and it was not resolving. It was a very, very long trial. I'll just go ahead and be transparent here. I was doubting my salvation. Even though at age 13, I had put my faith in Jesus. I even wrote down the date and the time, which is something we Americans love to do. And um, I was told to write this down, and I was told that I would doubt my salvation, but I wasn't told when it was going to happen. It took me seven years before that doubt rose up. And when it rose up, it rose up good, y'all. It was for seven years. And I kept trying to get God to save me again and again and again. I kept asking him to save me when he already had. And I still struggle with doubt sometimes. And that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother time. But there are people I know out there who do struggle. A lot of times it has to do with having a root of rejection, maybe somebody you loved in your life, like a parent or someone Someone very important to you that you felt rejected by and you felt like you had to perform in order to gain their love. And it's really easy to transfer that to God. But God doesn't operate that way. And the only performance that counts with him is what he did for us through Jesus on the cross. And that's why we can believe in him and ask him to save us and know that he already has. He, he does. If you've got that saving faith, he gave it to you. Ephesians two eight talks about how it's by grace and it's through faith. But I was going through this trial, and she told me, you know, life is full of problems. And it's going to be one problem after another. And she said, I want you to, instead of thinking about this problem anymore, just give it to God and wait on Him to handle it. And while you're waiting, set your mind on what His Spirit wants you to do in that moment. And we know that God wants us to love Him and to love others. So... Whether it's doing something kind for your spouse or for a child or for someone in your life, thinking about someone other than yourself, because you can get very selfish and self-centered without realizing when you're going through a trial and you're just so hungry for the answer. And we don't mean to, but it happens. So wait on God. Set your mind on what the Spirit desires for you to do in that moment. Well, what if you don't know what to do? Well, the Bible talks a lot about things to do. But let's just say one day you're like, well, I don't know what you want me to do right now. What do you want me to do right now, Jesus? He will put something in your mind. And if you're still not sure, Elizabeth Elliot has a wonderful poem that she came across. And she had the phrase, do the next thing. And you can look up this poem. I can read the first few stanzas of it for you. But it was an English um poem, I believe, and it goes like this. From an old English parsonage down by the sea, there came in the twilight a message for me. Its quaint Saxon legend, deeply engraven, and on through the hours the quiet words ring, like a low inspiration, do the next thing. Many a questioning, many a fear, many a doubt has its quieting here, Moment by moment, let down from heaven, time, opportunity, guidance are given. Fear not tomorrows, child of the king. Trust them with Jesus. Do the next thing. And it goes on, and you can Google the poem if you want to read the entirety of it. But God wants us to wait on him. He wants us to give problems to him and just determine we're going to wait on him to handle it. And while we're waiting, set our mind on what it is he does want us to do. That's what Psalm 37 is saying when it says, wait for the Lord and keep his way. He has a way for you. He has a plan for you. He has things he wants you to do. And the Bible is your first go-to if you want to know what his will is, because that's his expressed will, his written will that he left for us, kind of like a series of love letters. And then if you're not sure what to do after you've decided to wait and set your mind on what his spirit wants you to do, do the next thing. So very simple guidance, and, you know, it's very profound, but it's very practical, too. So I'm still a work in progress. I have plenty that I have to wait on God for, and I suspect that you do, too. So let's wait and set and do the next thing. God will deliver you. He promises in Psalm 13 that His love is unfailing. And the psalmist was waiting on God to resolve his own situation. It was a very painful situation. But he says, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. You can sing to the Lord. You can do the next thing. You can wait. You can set. And you can trust that he is going to come and handle this situation. And he will handle it in the right way at the right time. Just trust him. And if you've never put your trust in God and what he's done for you through Jesus on the cross and his resurrection for you, get a hold of the book of John. You can find it online. Just Google book of John Bible or get your hands on a Bible and start reading in the New Testament. It's kind of towards the back of the Bible, maybe three quarters of the way. Yeah, a half to three quarters of the way. But look in the New Testament. And if you're looking online, just look at book of John. And start finding out about this gift of a relationship with Jesus that you can start enjoying today. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if this podcast encourages you, tell a friend to tune in on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast from. Until next time, this is Serendipity Girl saying Aviento. See you soon and have a serendipitous day.